We're back! And better than ever, meaning we are recording this episode for the first time in full Halloween costume. We are coming to you live from upstate New York on Halloween. By the time you listen to this, it will no longer be Halloween, but I think it's really important for you all to know that... It's always Halloween in my heart, It's always Halloween in my heart, and I'm dressed as a witch, and I'm always dressed as a witch in my heart. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Leah pretty much looks how she always looks. I don't know what, what, what she's talking about with costume, but I am wearing a sparkly gold cape. I feel um, like it's your the highest articulation of yourself, or yeah. like a very high articulation of I, yourself I, right I now. I do feel very at home in this sparkly gold cape, like up in upstate New York, in upstate like New York. gazing out the window at the foliage. Yeah, yeah. I I am lucky enough to have a beautiful view of uh, leaves falling from trees, um, an amazing uh, upstate New York landscape, <laughs> and uh, so it's a, it's the perfect time to come back and say, hey, it's been a minute. And it's been a million years. Yeah, it's it literally has been like several lifetimes. <laughs> like we you know, we would love to be like, let's catch up and we will do that, but like, you know, we we have There's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, the world like, has changed like seventeen times since like, we last recorded an episode. And like you all know what's happened and we all know what's you know, it's like we've we we, <laughs> we are all we all we're all here. Yes, we, we're all here. We don't need to rehash old drama. But we what we are going to talk about in this episode, not rehashing old COVID drama. Or maybe a little bit, but we thought we would talk about what we have done throughout the process of quarantine that has like made us feel more ourselves, made us feel like our old selves again. Things we've discovered about ourselves that we didn't know before. Yeah, but like, also like, always in a gay way. Like, yes. like, like I feel like I've become gayer. Me too. Over the past, you know, six, nine months. I don't know. I don't. Time means nothing. Um, I'm, you know. I feel like it was just March, honestly, but I feel like I have more deeply nested in the past six or seven months or however long it's been than I have in my life. And if that, I feel like that is one of the earmarks of just becoming gayer over time. Oh, Especially being a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you like build your little home nest, (laughs) like your domesticity dyke side comes out. It's interesting. I feel like the cottage core lesbian trend. I was just going to say that. I think that started before quarantine, but it just feels so um, of the moment. It really does. Like, I... I, It really, like, found its footing in the quarantine. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself a cottage core lesbian by any stretch of the imagination, but I definitely engage in activities that would fall under that, like... I have like, like what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For example, like staying in a, a cottage in upstate New York <laughs> with like beautiful falling leaves, like ready to embark on a full moon ritual with my friends. All your tonight. queer friends. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Sure, that I suppose. <laughs> I was gonna say jigsaw puzzling, but <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, I might have described myself as cottagecore before, but now I definitely feel that distinction in a whole new way. <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm a city dyke. I but I love, I love. An upstate she escape. loves the country, honey. Yeah, she does camping, all that stuff. So let's. So wait, the the theme of this episode. Oh, if right. you haven't already guessed by like virtue of clicking on the episode, which <laughs> will be titled by the time it comes to or you, reading the very <laughs> snappy blurb that Leah is sure to write. Thank you so much. <laughs> no pressure. It's quarantine, and we're going to be talking about largely queer quarantine in a queer context. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. AKA how we've been spending the last seven months. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing when like all of this started and it like, not that it was exciting. I was never like, yay. But no. But there was a moment at the beginning where it felt like a snow day. Yes. When I heard, Lori and I went upstate uh, again. We went to upstate New York <laughs> in like the beginning of our like cottagecore quarantining. But we didn't even know allegedly, which was not true, the virus hadn't reached the US yes, yet. It was already here. But anyway, we went to upstate New York and then we came back on a Monday and my job had given me the opportunity to work from home. And then by Tuesday morning, it was like, everybody has to work from home and we'll let you know when you can come back again. And it was sort of scary and weird, but at the same time, a little bit of a celebratory snow day feeling. Yeah, and and, and that's because at the time it was like, Oh, it's it's just gonna be a week or two. Yeah, and totally. so, so I was like, oh, this, you know, like okay, a week or two, and then this is gonna go away. It was still like, kind of cold and gray out. Like yeah. it was a cute moment to stay home. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I can I can get down with like a week or two of like binge watching TV shows and like eating Cooking myself food. silly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I think I always call that the Tiger King phase of quarantine. <laughs> yeah, It's like, and it was such an innocent time. It was I'm such like, an innocent oh, time. Remember, guys, remember Tiger King? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just like, we would go to, Lori and I would walk to the park that was really close to our house and just everybody was so spaced apart, but people were really wanting to engage in nature in a new way. And I think you could tell that right off the bat or we could tell that just by how grateful people seemed just to be at the park which was Mm. certainly a thing we had taken for granted before yeah i live like steps away from prospect park and i have never been to that park. like i totally took it for granted and i will never again like now i'm like there several days a week and i'm in love with it and i'm so 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 grateful and i'm just like like thank god for prospect park like and parks in general, living yeah. in New York, I mean, green we, space. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to be able to and ended up getting a car very early on into quarantine. And we had never had a car before, but we just felt so kind of trapped in our apartment and we needed the ability to even just get out and drive around a little bit. Yeah, I. Uh, and it's I, something that I don't know, we hadn't really even considered doing before. And then within a month of quarantine, we had owned a car. And I know several people who like have done a similar thing. Yeah, I was I with my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> we'll get into we, we were talking Maybe about. Maybe now is a perfect jumping <laughs> off point for that conversation. I'm like, really, can't we just talk about Carol Baskin? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, yes. No, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we talked about getting a car and uh, and then we broke up. So we didn't get a car and I just now, I, I ride my bike everywhere and like, I mean, that I can't really ride my bike here. You rode your bike a lot during quarantine though. Wasn't that like a thing you kind of tapped back into, especially mm. during the summer? Yeah. That I feel like I, you had a whole journey on your bike. It, I did. I and it's, I, I will say my bike saved my life. Like yeah. it, it like preserved my sanity. I, I like... I've always been like a dyke on a bike, um, not a motorbike. <laughs> and we bike. all love that about you. Thank you. I, I mean, I love it about myself. It's, it, it's one of the best things I do for me, like yeah. spiritually, mental self care. Where, yeah, like physically, it's just like it, that. That's it for me. Um, and at the beginning of like April and May, I was trying to follow instructions, and I like was not leaving my house. Yeah, same. And that was not wiping good for my down our health. groceries. Yeah, face. like yeah, yeah. And then when things started getting you know warmer out, and it was like, and you know, you know, as things progressed, I was like, okay, I'm gonna ride my bike. 
Yeah. And I would go for like 50 mile bike rides, like ride my bike to the beach every morning and like I would wake up like at like 6 a.m. Because you weren't commuting to work anymore at this point. You were working from home. Right. So like I'd, I'd have to clock in at 10, right? So I would yeah. like wake up at 6 and ride my bike to the beach and like take a dip in the ocean. Like That's I would like so ride my bike cute. to the beach, go swimming in the ocean, ride my bike back, jump in Ugh. the shower, and then like have my like iced coffee ready to go and start working. And that was just oh my so God. good for what me. What a beautiful routine. And I bet it had never occurred to you or had you done that before? Or was it just something that you sort of needed to do because we were all locked yeah. down? You needed to feel like a sense of freedom. I've always enjoyed riding my bike to the beach, but I'd never really done it to Brooklyn as much. I started last summer and I always like hated the bridge that brings you out to Reese. So yeah. I, like I did. It's, that's scary to drive in a car. It always feels like it's swinging back yeah. and forth or something. But doing it so much got me used to it. I actually, I mean, I would, and I would, I, I could go to like Brighton Beach stuff too. And that like, that doesn't require that thing. <laughs> but yeah, I just became so much more comfortable. It was something I enjoyed, but I had only done it a few times. And then now I've done it. It's like a habit, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. So like I would ride my bike to the queer beach like every weekend. And like usually like pre-pandemic going to going to the queer beach. It was one of my favorite things in the summer. Oh, my God. But it always required a lot of planning. And yes. like had the liberation of like now I know I can ride my bike there easily you don't I would have just, to take like a three hour subway yeah. ride I, and I don't have to like convince friends to go like I would just yeah. go every weekend sometimes with friends sometimes by myself and like just like I can't be in like queer spaces indoors, so I'm gonna ride my bike to the queer beach just so I can like be around half naked queer people. Were there a lot of socially distanced queers? We went to yeah. the queer beach a couple of times, I think, but we had, and we can also get into this in a little bit, in a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But we had just gotten a puppy, so we were trying to smuggle Velma onto the beach, which meant a we had to go after hours, and b. We didn't want to invade the queer people's cute space, so we kind of just like kept her on the straight side of the beach because she was being, she was in her annoying puppy phase, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Like yeah. the queers. I'm familiar have been with in her our, annoying puppy phase. Yeah, which continues to this day. Which continues to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, yeah. So talk about like what what you see. So you got a puppy during which again is a very. One is a common queer thing where, like, me and my girlfriend adopted a child. Yes. And it's a dog. <laughs> so, like, that's common, number one. Like, I feel like you and Lori just, like, in very quick succession checked off a bunch of, like, queer life moments. We're like, we got a car together and now we're going to go camping every weekend. And then we got a dog together. And then we... <laughs> and we, we U-hauled into a new apartment. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Which we're both on the lease of. We found this ridiculous apartment in Bed-Stuy because the people, the lesbian couple, ironically enough, <laughs> who had been living there before us bailed to wherever they were from prior to moving to New York because of quarantine. And we got this sick deal on a beautiful apartment that I never want to move move out of. Yeah, it's um, amazing. And it's stupid gorgeous. We got a puppy who is actually of lesbian origins. <laughs> <laughs> so my She's of lesbian descent. She's of lesbian descent. Lori's sister and her sister's wife breed sheepadoodles in East Texas. And we had been wanting one for a really long time and were very generously bequeathed a new sheepadoodle. Her name is Velma. Um, she is like she's, she's a so huge cute. muppety ball of energy. Yeah, and is sort of perfect for us. She's just like a big floppy flopper. Yes, 
And I thank all of my friends for tolerating her as well as they do. Oh, I love I her. Am I am forever had, indebted. <laughs> I have had some long car rides like with her passed out in my lap. She's really good in the car. And I love every moment of it. And my friends, you all are guaranteed that I will tolerate all your children and all your pets forevermore. So, mm. you know. Yeah, um, you tolerate Neko biting the shit out of you. Yes, yeah, so while we're recording yeah. these very podcast episodes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I Neko her. biting me and... Velma biting me are two different things, but still neither ideal. Right, 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 right. All right, so that's some lesbian stuff. What lesbian <laughs> shows have have you watched? Because I feel like this was like the prime time to binge any and everything, and that includes any and every queer thing. Like I know so many yeah. people that are like, okay, so I literally watched everything in the queer category. Um, 90% of it was trash. Did you? I didn't do that so much, but there was a lot of stuff that came out that, like, had either a queer subtext or, like, a queer overarching narrative, for which I was super grateful, and a lot of it came out towards the, I mean, I was about to say the end of the pandemic, which is not in any way fucking true. Recently is what I meant. No, this is our, this is our... Halloween 2021 episode. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe, God willing. Like, yeah, right? Your lips, your lips to the goddess's ears. Yeah, seriously. Um, um, but recently that came out was Ratchet, which I know you loved as well. Yeah, and we God bless Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. She just gets us through everything. She is in a new film, which is coming out in like three weeks on Hulu. She plays some kind of like overbearing mom... And her daughter is in a wheelchair. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it seems like, like very the, spooky and like fraught. And there's this like very complicated mother-daughter relationship. I feel like you just described like it, like like every Sarah Paulson role, you know, where it's like yeah, it's spooky totally and fraught and like and it, campy, you know. If there was like fuck. a Mad Libs of like Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Paulson. You would just put like fraught and then yeah. like insert like like. Wheelchair, sure, yeah. Someone's in a wheelchair. Yeah, like. what else? What has she done in American Horror Story? I think she's done, like, spooky, fraught things where, like, people have been in, you know. And she's so good at it. Well, we'll talk about Ratchet. Like, what, what? what's Ratchet? Like, what? Like what? Will... <laughs> well, did you love Ratchet as much as I did? I did. Yeah, just for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. Um, okay, so for anyone who hasn't seen Ratchet, I mean, you need to go watch it immediately. Ryan Murphy directed it, so it's like oozing camp. Yes, and there's, so camp. There's some parts of it that are problematic, but because, I mean, you know, you can have your own opinion of it, of course, but because it's sort of a Ryan Murphy production, you just forgive them or accept them as part and parcel of, like, the whole aesthetic, which you have to. But it's a retelling of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and... Sarah Paulson plays Mildred Ratchet, who's this nurse who sort of like works her way into this uh, mental institution, what, in the 1950s? And mm -hmm. about the drama that unfolds from there. Yeah, the character is based on the character of Nurse Ratchet from uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, a book by Ken Kesey, a movie by someone. I don't know. Yeah, but it has a lot. As far as I can remember, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like, Nurse Ratched was the only female character. Yeah. Or was there another nurse who, like, was kind of, like, lame like, yeah, and trying to stop her and didn't succeed? I don't think I've ever read it, actually. I think I saw the play in college, and what I really remember from the play is that somebody, we had to go see it as an undergraduates for, like, some English literature class, and 
this fraternity had like pre-games before and some kid got really drunk and just started like puking all over the aisles and got kicked out of one flew of the cuckoo's nest which like proved to be distracting so i wasn't aware what the plot was about then but anyway this is sort of like a queer retelling of one flew of the cuckoo's nest from ratchet's perspective yeah and And there's like lots of lezzies do we want to spoil it no we don't what happens okay let's just say there's lots of lezzies there's lots of lezzies and um shit who else is in it? I can't watch. Oh. Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, I'm like Miranda. I was um, just going to say Miranda, and I was like, that's like, so fucking wrong. Also starring Miranda Hobbs. Also starring Miranda Hobbs as like this PR person for a terrible politician. Yeah. I, that's not giving anything away. But that was incredible um, and was just like timed perfectly and was so much fun to binge all yeah, weekend I, and like not leave the I house I really for. enjoyed that especially like it was like it felt very good to watch as it was becoming autumn yes totally like, I, it was at the turn of autumn yeah I, I definitely most of my binging has been um, I'm, I like going back and watching the same shit over and over again because it's like comfort food for me so I did a lot of that um, I definitely was all aboard the Tiger King train and I, I never finished Tiger King see that's honestly I respect that because at first I was like <laughs> this is great and then everyone else I saw everyone's takes. Like, like when I watched it without knowing much about it, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is, wow, what a wild ride this is. Totally. Like, then, out of context or something, Yeah, almost. then, like, seeing people's responses on social media, kind of, like, really, like, glorifying Joe Exotic, really... <laughs> Pissed me off, especially, and and demonizing Carol Baskin. And this is what makes me the biggest lesbian on the planet. Because I was Team Carol through and through the entire thing, and I was shocked, absolutely shocked, that she seemed to have come out as the main villain of that story. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, there was that whole backstory about whether or not she murdered her husband. No, if you know anything about his... He had shady dealings. Like, no, she didn't murder her fucking husband. He got himself fucking murdered. Yeah, it's like, for some reason it reminds me as a Nirvana fan when people say that, like, Courtney Love murdered Kurt. And I'm like, no, she fucking didn't. Like, Stop with your fucking problematic conspiracy. Yeah, Yeah, for some reason I just, like, I'm like, stop giving Carol Baskin the Courtney Love treatment. Neither of them deserve it yeah they're not perfect people they have their own problems they're problematic in their own ways just like all of us but like don't be a big misogynist like like carol baskin is not the worst person in that documentary no it's by far oh who's the other queer person in that there's that the 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 the, um his boyfriend no no i mean yeah i'm like who's the other oh the producer of the show or something no the guy that got his arm bit off Oh, what's his, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember, and I feel like an asshole because he like if there's any hero, oh, it's probably yes. him. Oh yes, I do remember. Even though that. he was like still blindly loyal to Jones. Yes, <laughs> like, but then he came Stop right it. back to work and yeah. just like yeah. Carol Baskin. By the way, I just she just came out as bisexual, and what? then Jane she like made a tweet. Made a tweet. <laughs> I'm really showing my fucking okay, grandma. Here. Yeah. <laughs> She tweeted um, something about being bisexual, and Jane Lynch retweeted it, like expressing interest and asking that Carol Baskin call her. What? Yeah. Okay. I'm really glad that you just tied that up for me because I was like, should I talk about Tiger King? It's like, is like, is that gay at all? And I'm like, yes. Well, it is. Tiger King was very gay too because Joe Exotic was a well, huge yeah. gay. 
Yeah, but again, I'm, I'm... I mean, that doesn't forgive him I did, like, of being a like, piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, he also, like, like, fed meth and preyed on young men. Yeah, you and know? was, like, I extremely was, like, manipulative, like, and w- which was obvious. Yeah. But I yeah. like how we reached for a Carol, uh, Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin deep cut, you know? Yeah. We're yeah. catching up on a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the innocent early days of the pandemic, and it's funny to kind of trace how it went, because, like, you know, like... <laughs> and it's still going. Well, yeah. But at the beginning, there was almost this shared experience. Not that, like, anyone's experience was like anyone else's, but in a way, it was like we're all... Not that we're all going through the same thing, but we're all, like, there kind, was, of, yeah. kind of going through the same thing. And it was like, all right, this is the Joe Exotic phase. And then, you know, then it's like, okay, um... Yeah, I don't know. Also, it did lend itself to a sense of sort of like camaraderie and community that I hadn't felt before or hadn't felt in a really long time. It was almost like everybody was sick or going through something and everybody else was sort of helping them go through it. As an example, our friend Amina dropped off bread to our house, to me and Lori's apartment, and was just like masked like within an inch of her life and just like shoved this beautiful, freshly baked loaf of bread through the door, (laughs) like from a six foot distance. And we were just like waving waving to each other from down the hallway, which was so crazy, but at the time, like, felt so huge and important and yeah. grounding, you know? It's like when everyone was Zooming, like, I, like, the like I actually was, like, back in touch with people that I had not spoken to in years. Yeah. And, like, like, and there was a pivot point where it's like, oh, it's so great to catch up and, you know, ha- have all these Zoom hangs, and then at a point it was like, so what are we going to talk about now? Because you were like, so what's new? And it's like, well, let me catch you up on the last 11 years of my life. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, I caught you up on the last 11 years of my life. We're still, we're still under lockdown. There's no room for like dead space or like comfortable silence in a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Like it's not like if you're sitting. I mean, it's but been like great. Also like nothing new has happened to you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's true too. Still sitting on my couch. There's no updates for me. Like I watched another episode of Ozark, which I think was another thing we watched uh, as soon as we got locked down, which my, was so fucking good. My girlfriend at the time was really into that. I actually hate that show. Oh, let's talk about that. What okay. a <laughs> Sure. What yeah. a great springboard, Jill. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the segue. Yeah. Uh, so I started dating someone last December, which is nutty that it was like almost like, like it seems so recent that I had just ago. met. I feel like I just met her, you know. Yeah. And then everything stopped. It's crazy to me to think that like if we hadn't broken up, we would be coming up on our one year anniversary. Like that. That's like what. Yes, like, Jesus. No way. Like, anyway, so we started dating in December. We probably didn't get serious until, like, mid-February, around, like, Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. So we were at, you know, about, like, one month as, like, a defined girlfriend, like, relationship. And y'all got serious pretty quick, or no? Like, no. did you know right away, this is going to be my girlfriend, or? No, it was pretty much, like, my my... My typical timetable, it usually takes me about, like, two months to, like, get See there. See if you're DTR. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we started pretty slow. We, we, like, went on our first date in December, mid-December. Actually, it was Friday the 13th. It's funny that I remember that. December so, 13th? Yeah. I remember you were going to her party on New Year's New Eve, Year's and we Eve. dropped you off in our Uber. Yeah. yeah. And I remember I was like, this is, is this weird to, like, have a second date at this person's New Year's Eve no. party? But, I mean, it was fun, though. I had, I had a good time that night. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, second date, New Year's Eve, like... You know. Q, it's like cuffing season. Yeah, it's we like, you know, like made out when the ball drops. Oh, or I love that. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so then like I guess 
February was when we like DTR'd. See our DTR episode. We defined the relationship. We became exclusive. Yes. Um, that was in February, and that was like, all right, this is going to be a thing. Like, this, like this is going to be my person. This is a serious relationship. Yeah, like, I, th- yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, like fall- falling for each other. Um, and then a month later, we go into lockdown, and it's so funny because it just accelerated. Like we, it like stopped. We were in the honeymoon phase. Totally. Like I, I had told Leah, like we were just like on this roll of every weekend was better than the last. Like. And, and she and I would talk about it like, wow, we had another amazing weekend. Like every weekend it was like that feeling when you start dating someone and you like spend like Friday through Sunday together and it's like one night you go to like a friend's party and like you get to introduce your hot new girlfriend to your friends and totally. then like you get brunch and you walk around town and hit up some antique There's shops. There's so much adrenaline and, like, and yeah, endorphins. Just, like, stop in at a bar and play a game of pool and like everyone who sees you interacting is like you guys are the cutest couple yes. and you're like I know. <laughs> and, uh, it's a very exciting time especially when it happens like in the fall or in the winter season. I don't know. I feel like I've always fallen in love in the colder months. Oh, I, I don't know if I've ever... Coughing season, mm. you know, it gets you. I've, I've, no, I've, I've, I guess, I've, I've had variation. Yeah, I've done spring, I've done fall, and I've done winter. I've done. Yeah, I've done. <laughs> so, yeah. Never summer, though. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. Huh. Maybe in summer we're like, it's kind of like cancer season, Leo season. We're all focused more on ourselves. Um, yeah, you know what? No, I kind of did summer. I start. I started dating, um, fuck, what, what did we call her? Topanga. I started oh. dating Topanga. <laughs> we started dating in April. That's why I was saying spring. But I guess we didn't become official till summer. Huh. And it was like really intense in the summer. So I, I, I don't know. Cute. A little bit of this, a little cool bit of that. Cool for the summer. Yeah, we're cool for the we're summer. We're cool for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> we're hot for the summer. Don't tell your anyway uh, yeah so we were like on a roll honeymoon phase and then like bam like covid hit covid lockdown fucking global pandemic yeah and uh she happened to unrelated to covid be like in between apartments Mm. and so she was like well can i like you know i'm gonna put my stuff into storage and can i stay with you like until you know things get a little more clear about like what's gonna happen because she didn't want to like sign a lease and with, Jill like... is a boss who owns her apartment oh, thank you <laughs> thank you for flexing for me you're um... so welcome <laughs> <laughs> and so it's funny because there's a little voice in my head who like was like no. yeah I was gonna ask you were like you super into the idea no. did you have reservations I had so many reservations but I was like I'm not gonna be that asshole that's like no, you can't stay with me. Like, no, you can't live with me. Like, But, like, you know, like, she's my girlfriend. I was in love. Of course. Yeah. Of course she can stay with me. But totally. There's the little voice in your head that's like... It's too soon. As a general rule, don't move in with your girlfriend after only being official for a month. Yeah, and that's like a little dating soon. for, you know, three months or whatever. Like, that's way soon for That's like, way soon. Like, I told myself after... The girlfriend before her, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, like we we moved in after like nine months, and I was like, I will never move in with someone until like it's over a year. Really? Oh yeah, no, that's that's a rule of thumb for me. But right. again, 
And, and she wasn't moving in for real. She was kind of just like staying there for a second. Because none of us knew what was going to happen. Is this yeah. going to last a month? Is this going to last through the summer? Is it going to be Halloween and we're still we're in still it? We're still on <laughs> fucking quarantine? Yeah. And we're going to be recording an episode about it? Who yeah, knows? Yeah, so we didn't know. And um, and I wasn't going to be an asshole. And like, I loved her. Like, sure, let's do this yeah. together. Like, and you're like working from home probably yeah, at this point. Are, Everyone's hunkered down. And things are starting to look scary. It's nice. It was nice to have someone for sure to go through it with like she had her moments of like high anxiety I, I had mine and we were there for each other and it was nice to have someone that was there for you my best friend um had said to me as all this was going on she's like I'm really glad that you have her uh and yeah because like otherwise I'd be worried for you like dealing with all this alone and at, for a moment I almost not that I, I wasn't insulted but I was like I was like, well, I'm, I'm usually good on my own, and, like, I, you know, I, I, I'm sure I would have been fine, but... Yeah, but I was wondering if I had been single, how, what I would have done, or, like, how I would have dealt with it by myself. Yeah. I probably would have just gone back to Rhode Island. Yeah. I don't think I would want to be alone during the pandemic in New York when it was at its peak and in the early days, because it was, like very apocalyptic we would be laying in bed and there would be no sounds whatsoever because the city was on such strict lockdown except for the sound of sirens yeah, like sirens every five minutes yeah. it was a really scary place I mean even to be with somebody but to be alone I think I I would have been able to survive like if I had to but it definitely would have would not have been preferable because there was, like, the landscape of the city changed so much in such a short amount yeah. of time. You yeah. Know? It, yeah, it was... It was there, the, April was grim yeah. and scary, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, like, U-hauled without me wanting to... You, you know what I mean? It was, like, I got, like, forced... Like, fucking COVID forced me to U-haul. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's funny because... I think straight people now understand what U-hauling is because it wasn't just me. It wasn't like, oh, only queer people are doing I this. I knew now. a like, bunch of people who like did something similar. Yeah, like people straight like, are people. like, yeah, people are like, oh, I've been dating you two weeks. Let's move Let's in, move in yeah. together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now especially because people. people are out of work. Like some people needed to combine their rents, for yeah. example. Like yeah. it was a cost-saving situation as well, and yeah. like a valid one. Yeah, I mean that was that was partially why like she was staying with me because she didn't want she, her she was self-employed and like didn't want to sign a, a new lease not knowing like what the was happening with the economy and yeah. Like, yeah, so I was like totally understand. Yeah, you can stay with me. Um and she did and it started fine. Y'all looked like you were having fun at first. We were and um there was like a lot of robe wearing and champagne drinking from yeah. what I saw. We yeah, we we would have like a lot we made like themed nights. We'd pick a movie and then like make like a cocktail that's, that's like really built around the movie theme and like some food built around the movie theme and like maybe like wear clothes like we like watched Heather's one night and like wore like Heather's clothes and like had like slushies, you know. Cute. That they have and, like, that's such a good yeah. idea. Yeah, no, it it was a good idea. And so like that was like the beginning. <laughs> And I, I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics. No, but, sure. Um, so we broke up in mid-June. <laughs> do you want to talk about the owner's manual or do you not want to get into that? Um, I think that's like just an interesting I think it's interesting, concept. but I feel like I, it, I would spend too much time. I think, I feel like that belongs in another episode. Basically, like, I, the, the concept of an owner's manual for me is like when you start dating someone, you like 
try to give them like hacks for yourself. Like, yeah. like, like these are my chill hacks. That. Like when I'm acting like this, this response from you would be the most optimal to get me to like behave the way you want me to. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, like, we don't have to go more deeply yeah, into yeah, it. We'll, we'll, but I love it as a concept. Yeah, we'll expand on that in another episode. But uh, <laughs> but I like I guess like for the, the purposes of this episode, I think like so many people went through what I went through. And it's so funny because like I don't think the quarantine or even, you know, locking down together caused our breakup I think it was I think we were always you think it was inevitable yeah I think we like were always it was not right for each other life. yeah um, but from what I understand that <laughs> very much does seem to be the case but it definitely hastened it like yes like I think like the things I don't know that I learned about her and she learned about me and the things that like it was like those are things that you find out year two of your relationship sure and we find, found it out like month four or month five of our relationship and uh, so it's funny in that, like, I feel like, I think there are some people out there that could be like, yes, this, like, this COVID, this all caused my relationship to fail. It did not cause our relationship to fail, but it did, like, hasten, hasten it. the And failure. for that, I'm quite grateful. So I'm like, that I'm not wasting, like, a couple years that maybe I would have wasted. Yeah. Or, I don't know. And maybe COVID really didn't cause anybody's relationship to fail so much as it did hasten the failing. Like, yeah. I've heard of people who were engaged and broke off their engagements or were had newly married and got divorced because, and these were both straight couples, but, you know, the woman was Did like, they U-Haul? Or yeah. no, they were engaged? No, they didn't U-Haul. They were engaged or married, but then they were, their, like, husband or whatever the fuck. Um, no, husband is the term they used. <laughs> or whatever the Whatever fuck. y'all are calling it these days. Had to work from home. And the husband and the wife were just, like, together 24-7. They were like, oh, I can't fucking stand you. I, like, never realized that this is the person you were and then ended up calling it quits. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. In, like, both of the instances that I heard, it seemed like the woman in the relationship, like, it benefited her thoroughly to have, like, gotten this piece of shit out of her house. But, like, I heard that happen happening several times. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's, like, in a situation like that, you... You have to have a, a foundation for facing challenges and difficult times. You have to have, like, worked out a language and worked out a rapport and kind of, like, of, of course there are always going to be sort of kinks to smooth out in your communication with your partner, but you have to have, like, smoothed out the most fundamental kinks or, like, yeah. some big ones. Yeah. And it put a strain on me and Lori's relationship too but in many ways like brought us closer together and you know made us see things in each other that we wouldn't have seen before and saw the extent to which like one would support the other which was really beautiful but I just feel like COVID threw and continues to throw everything in sharper relief like mm. whatever something or someone was before now it is even more so that because there are sort of like less distractions or less things to dilute the essence of something. And so yeah. it becomes like more of what it is. It's like a weird incubation. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I will say yes, period. And <laughs> I, feel, I think like we've been talking a lot about, and a lot of people have been feeling that it's been a weird incubation in negative ways, but also like for their creativity, yeah. which they had like perhaps ignored or like 
put on hold for a while because everything got so quiet and because we were staying home so much. It really forced, I mean, me personally to go inward in a way that I hadn't before and especially now that I'm not working has fostered this new creativity which like had been my driving force for a long time and that I had really sort of like lost a hold of and forgot its value and now I'm like coming back into that again and it feels so good and I don't think that would have happened had none of this happened. It's interesting that I I think that like you know what's that saying that's like you know uh sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different, different results. results and i think um yeah related to that is like if you're in the same like headspace the same routine every day yes. you're gonna like those totally. if, if your inputs are always the same your outputs are gonna be the same totally and covid whether we like it or not i mean I, we don't we don't like it no but, it's in no way ideal but, and so many yeah. people have like lost their lives i mean and awful. also like mass like trauma this has been traumatic yes. in many different ways for a lot of different people like in addition to like other traumas of just like the, the, the civil like, like just breakdown of like democracy as we knew it and yeah, yeah uh, there you know there's there's a lot we could, we could go into lot. all of it and i'm sure you all know all of it but um so everyone's inputs have changed and that's, that's going to mean everyone's outputs way to look at that. are changing i love that and i think like creatively that can be you know rewarding and interesting um it's also terrifying and like you know yeah, I mean, I, ideally, bounds. like, we gained our creativity by way of something else. Yeah, at, at, at the <laughs> that cost That didn't cause so much, cause so much like, damage systems. and heartache. Yeah. But it's interesting um, in that it really, like, caused a shift in focus for everybody. Yeah. And for us living in New York, and for me personally, I mean, forced me to just slow down. And whether or not that's good or bad, like isn't the important part it's just an observation but yeah i was moving so fast all the time like getting up getting on the subway going to work coming home mm-hmm. and uh just to be still was like just it was an interesting challenge and in many ways i've grown from it and in many ways like it wasn't continues to be traumatic yeah yeah I, I like the way you put that um something else that's interesting for me to think I haven't really navigated it much. I'm thinking about navigating it probably not for a while, but dating is what I'm getting at. Is yes. Like, so talk, I, like, talk about that. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't single and now I'm single. I wasn't expecting to be single. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it is really interesting thinking about like this kind of now what, because yeah. I'm used to, I, I, I do dating apps when I'm single and I want to date. I, I've done Tinder. I've done Bumble. Um, and go out. Exactly. And the other <laughs> thing is, like, I also, like, yeah, I'll, I'll go out into queer spaces. I, yeah. go, to, I go to Cubbyhole. I, I meet lesbians. You yes. Know? Like, that's, yeah. that's what Fucking I do. totally. Yeah. <laughs> and now um, that avenue is extremely limited, if not 100% cut off, because, like, you know, there's there's slow opening ups, and I try to be relatively careful. Um, I'm I'd, I'd say I'm like you know, in the middle. I'm not locked in my house anymore. And yeah, I'm same. Seeing, I have like my bubble of friends, which is like Leah and the people we're here with. We're and here like, with now. I pretty much only see them. Our and, quarantine yeah, bubble. And like you know, mask up all the fucking time. Yep. 
Totally. Um, but I'm not, you know, out and about at all. Unnes- yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not... Even, and even if I were, I, so Cubbyhole, I want to support, and we'll talk about that later, but, um, yes, um, Cubbyhole, my favorite bar, as you might know. Our Le- favorite Leah bar. And my, yeah. Everyone in this house is favorite Everyone bar. who's listening to this the podcast. The most important <laughs> bar that was ever a bar. Yeah. They, Go to their Instagram and throw money at them if you can. They started doing, like, outdoor service, so I, like, went for the first time in, you know, it literally was, seven months yeah it was the longest gap i ever had from being there so i went that's uh, so sad i still haven't been back yeah it was i mean it was it was it was different and that was sad but like there is something really it gave you something yeah it was a homecoming it was different Ooh, and i that love was that sad, yeah but it was still this homecoming it was still like, like there for you yes and yeah and, and so, you appreciated the thereness probably more yeah. than you ever had before. But like we had to make a reservation, yeah. which we did, you know, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that they go to lengths to yeah. do it. And so totally. So what I'm getting at is that I'm not going to meet someone at Cubbyhole because I can't meet strangers right yeah, now. You you're know, wearing I don't know them. They're fucking not, mask. Yeah, they're, they're not like, in my bubble. I, can't I think I look better talk. with a mask because I have nice eyes and they're like, I want to emphasize You do have very those. beautiful eyes. So if it's I just, just cover hard. everything else up, it's like, <laughs> no, and just shut show the my fuck eyes. up. <laughs> it's hard to interact with like people you know when you're wearing a mask. So yeah. like, never mind meeting a stranger. It's like, what the fuck did you just say? And you can't take it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So yeah, there's limited avenues, and like I, I, you know, like going, like doing a dating app. I, I, I did briefly at the end of the summer, and I don't. I'm not doing it now just because it's getting cold, and I don't like. There's no, you and know, that's like, a huge difference too. Like dating now has this whole new like seasonal seasonality that it didn't have before. Yeah, like before I'd be like, okay, I'm cool with like meeting up in a park, and we can wear masks and like you know go for a walk, have a little picnic, and like get to know each other, and then take it from there. Totally. But it's so interesting navigating that because some people are, again are on one end where they're like I'm not leaving my house and like I'm only open to FaceTime dates which is totally fine I respect yeah, that 100% for sure other people are like me where it's like alright well, well we can meet outside go for a walk in the park and like you know mask up and then you know take it from there yeah other people are just like come over for a, a, a suck and a fuck <laughs> and who gives a shit and, yeah. you know like there's there's a whole spectrum and so it's hard to tell <laughs> I don't know why I said suck and a fuck I love that you did. Uh, Speaking of a suck and a fuck. Um, So I have not been doing either of the two. (laughs) So like in your dating experience through COVID, after breaking up from your unexpected U-Haul, there's been like (laughs) no... Unexpected U-Haul, unexpected breakup. Unexpected circumstances. Yeah, yeah, sure. I would have not... If like in February you were like, you guys aren't going to be together come mid-June, I would have been like, What? Like, first of all, I would have been really sad. And, like, when we actually broke up, I wasn't really sad. Yeah, that's interesting. That's (laughs) like if somebody had told me you won't have your job in, what is it, October, I would have been, like, flabbergasted and, like, petrified. And now I don't have my job anymore. And I'm just like, I'm going to be an artist again. Like, I'm going to find a whole different fucking path in a different way and make this into the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me. And I'm like, oh, it's definitely for the best. I'm, I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like, at we the were time, talking like, about like, <laughs> would you rather? Yeah. If like, if like, yeah, sorry. If, if, you like, say it. No, you yeah. made it up. If, you say the thing. I was, I was joking with Leah because, uh, just, you know, we were, we were kind of just talking about like, we had big life events happen to us during this time. And if like, I don't know, some like dyke angel came down and was like, <laughs> Jill, 
Leah. This is how she talks, by the way. <laughs> of course. Um, and she was just like, you each get a decision. Like, one of you loses a girlfriend. One of you loses your job. Like, Leah and I would be like, oh, super easy. Like, I'm going to keep my job. And, and I'm going to keep will, my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will ditch the girlfriend. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Which I guess, like, speaks to, like, you know... True fe- I mean, no, I loved her, but like, well, it's y'all funny. hadn't been together like, that long, like, and I you re- have tenure. I really love my job. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love my job. I so did much. love my job at the time, and then I got, it got to a point where I didn't love my job anymore, and it yeah. felt different. And then, and you really was, love your girlfriend, <laughs> and I really, really love my girlfriend. I also thought my job was something that I couldn't live without, and like, really thought it defined me and who I was, and. My identity was wrapped up into it, and I'm still, like, unwrapping that in many ways, but it's sort of been nice to just sort of take this pause and reassess, like, where I stand and what it is I want, and just kind of stop the grind for a second, and fortunately, I mean, I can for a little while and not have to desperately worry, and, you know, I'm, like, very lucky in that regard. I do need to get back to work eventually, but (laughs) if we, like, want to look at the silver lining of it... It's sort of given me a perspective, and I think all of this has given us a perspective that we never would have had before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, back, yeah, perspective. Good, good, yeah. good word. Good, yes. very good word. That's like the word of 2020, I would say. I mean, that's like good or the bad. The phrase of 2020 is, I hope this email finds you well. No. <laughs> I hope this email finds you with perspective, like with a, with a perspective gained. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I guess I'm like, <laughs> like perspective is is something interesting I have like in the lens of like a breakup, right? Yeah. Where like I it's so weird in that this is one of the easiest breakups like just emotionally. Like I wasn't heartbroken at all. Do you think I, that's because there was such like a big thing going on in the world that like it kind of seemed small in comparison or do you think that was just because you've grown so much as a person and like recognize your own self-worth in a new and beautiful way? Or do you think it's like a combination of both of those things? I, I think, I think it was the, I, I, don't, I, I think it was the, the, the second one you said. Like, yeah, I, not, I mean, just like I, I, I have had breakups where I didn't feel great about myself as a person. Sure. Mm-hmm. Haven't we all? Yeah. But this, like, I know that like I was a, great quarantine girlfriend yeah like, I was like like it's one of those things where I'm like Fuck yeah I didn't do anything wrong yeah and like I'm proud of myself and like I can look at myself in the mirror you know what I mean I like, love so, like that. it's one of those things where like I know that I did everything I could yeah I I don't I'm not ashamed of myself I don't regret anything whereas like you know the serious relationship before that the one with Kelly that was a difficult breakup that took like eight years years yeah. to recover from and be, and part of it was because like there, there were so many things where I'm like, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. And, like, I, totally. I, I'm not proud of that moment and, you know, this, that, the other. But this, I was like... It, she it was, grown now. Yeah, it was actually really almost rewarding in that, like, oh, those, like, all the work I have, I've done over the past four and a half, well, five now yeah, years. difficult lessons that I've learned. Yeah, like, all those, all of that, like, all of those lessons that, like, like it, it, you know, I've, I've grown, like there was growth and that, like, that feels great. So like when, that. when we broke up, there was a sense of, you know, so of course like sadness, but like relief and most of the sadness was over 
mourning something that didn't exist that I knew didn't exist. You that know, was, was never just, going to work at all. Yeah, it was more the fact that like I like January Jill, February Jill, March Jill was so excited for like falling in love with someone new and it was like, oh wow, I was single for so long and I finally met someone that I really click with and connect with and I think this is gonna be she it. She was so young then. Yeah, but like I don't I don't regret that either. Like sure. I, like I think like I you know, again, I don't regret I don't regret dating her. I don't regret falling for her. I don't regret Breaking up with her. Well, she broke up with me, but I'm really glad she No did. longer being in a relationship yeah, with her. Yeah, no, and I, it was one of those things where, like, I I wouldn't have out of, like, trying to be a good person and trying, you know, because you I... You would have stayed. Yeah, I, one of, one of the flaws I've tried to overcome is, like, bailing when things get difficult, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that, and so I think I would have stayed way longer than I mm. should have, because I was so, like... Don't bail. You have to work things out. And so, like, when she bailed, I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you so well, much. Well, I'm so glad, and I'm so proud of you just but, by yeah. the way you've, like, handled that. And So I'll probably won't date through the winter because I don't know how to, you know, like, what, are we going to shiver in, like, blankets in the park? Like, I don't think You're not going to go anywhere for a second to fuck? <laughs> no, I, I, I need to be responsible. Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. I'm not, not that asshole. I, mean, I don't know. No, I'm not that asshole. I'm not that asshole, <laughs> but uh, no. you know, come, come vaccine, come spring. I think when things thaw out, then like then I'll, everybody's going to be raring to go. And you know what else? Probably a lot of people will be divorced because of COVID. That's so my hope. There will be like a whole other flood of lesbians on yes. the market. So all we can do is like keep yes, hanging in there, keep growing, um, and keep hoping for a brighter day. And we have so much more cool stuff to bring you guys. Obviously, we're back in action in a very sort of COVID responsible way. Yeah. And we have, yeah, you know, we we have ideas. Leah and I are in each other's social bubbles. We're in each other's social bubbles, which means we can podcast again. And it feels so good to just be able to do this and connect with all of you. And thank you so much for listening today and for listening in the past. Yeah, we've missed you. And we actually have, like, a lot of ideas. Like, luckily, this, like, hiatus has meant, like, there's so many things brewing. So I'm hoping, I'm thinking, not just hoping, we're going to have, like, a and lot And wishing of, and praying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the my patron lesbian saint. Dusty Springfield. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. And we should do an episode about her. I oh love my god! Her so yeah, much. we really should. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we have a lot of cool stuff in the works, and um, one very exciting piece of news: we are launching the first installment of what will hopefully grow towards many future installments of an easing. Um, the first sort of topic for the first issue is going to be the miracle of queer resilience. We're going to be posting more about it on our Instagram, but are looking for all different types of submissions, writing, painting, poetry, graphic design. So more to come soon about that. Thank you all for listening. Happy Halloween, even though when you listen to this, Halloween will be in the past. And as always, lesbians are miracles. (laughs) 